Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Well, when Bobby Blades and I were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had a lot of questions. How do we record an episode? How do we get our show into all the apps people like to listen to? How do we make money from our podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it is 100% free. That's one of my three favorite four-letter F words. It's also ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. As a matter of fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Now, admittedly, I am not a rocket surgeon. I'm not tech savvy. I need things to be super simple. Anchor makes it easy for us. We create the content and Anchor does all the rest of the work. I dig that the most. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join the Inhumans and a diverse community of like-minded degenerate podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. You know I'll be listening. to the weird and mysterious world of the inhuman experience a paranormal podcast where we explore the strange and unexplained coming to you from the uncanny valley my name is bobby anthem and with me as always he'll draw you like one of his french girls my partner my ace my fellow inhuman i'm the king of the world it's bobby blades (laughs) in full effect here I love that you get my references, man. What's happening? Uh, not too much. Trying to keep warm. It's getting a little cold out there. Yeah, yeah, we're doing okay over here, man. But you know where I am. You know, you right here on the lake, right lake on this effect. ice cube. That lake effect. Yeah, yeah. But we got some other effects going on with us today. And don't you dare say it's a special effect because this is all real. <laughs> is it real? It, it might be. I mean, it, it sure it sure sounds real to me. I mean, um, in my opinion, I believe it. I have to say, I, I kind of do too, man. Or maybe I just want to, but it, it's it's so convincing and, and so compelling. What we're talking about is we have a friend of ours who reached out to us. He's a friend now. We didn't yeah. know him previously, <laughs> but but like he instantly became a a friend because. Not to mention that he's one of the first people to ever reach out and write to us and, um, you know, want to come on the show to tell his tale. Yeah, yeah. And I can't say for me personally how much I appreciate that. I really do. You know, um, we were able to we were able to affect him in a way that that compelled him to to reach out not knowing us personally and right and now i'm glad now i'm glad to say that we're friends you know but we're talking about we're talking about our boy Johnny Ramos hell yeah man and he has 
a couple of profound tales that he gets into and like when you listen to it it's like you're just like wow man this dude has been through a whole lot in a relatively short amount of time you know yeah and and i like his approach to it as well you know uh he comes from a background that he'll go into i don't want to spoil too much right now but he he, he comes from a certain background and he goes into things with an open mind and he still searches and i think that's a wonderful thing for anybody to do oh yeah that's that's pretty much what we strive for here you know we may come from different belief backgrounds but we're still we're we're just being respectful and we're striving for like the truth our truth yeah man nothing wrong with getting along nothing wrong with seeing other points of view and there's absolutely nothing wrong with searching no and doubt. boy oh boy did johnny <laughs> find some things on his search oh man it's wild i think you got i think y'all are gonna love it when you listen to this episode man you're gonna be really into it oh yeah so let's get into it now my name is johnny johnny ramos i'm puerto rican and um you know i came i grew up in new york born and raised and so, yeah, I mean, I've, all my life pretty much has been doing art, you know, since I was a child up until <laughs> the present day. So, you know, it's all encompassing is art, you know, which is, is a great thing in a sense for, um, for people to be able to, um, you know, use creativity in a way that, you know, cultivates who they are. Is, uh, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing in any form of art, you know, it, it could span from all different kinds. But um, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, I was born and raised there. I attended... Um, a specialized art school in, in Manhattan and then following that I attended the Art Institute and so nice. yeah you know yeah definitely so um, you know it's been pretty much my whole life you know, doing tattooing art you know all different types graphic design work and currently I'm, I'm trying to step up my, my mural game cool man that's real cool man. <laughs> I yeah. like seeing anybody do anything with art you know especially when they're passionate about it and, and it's not just a hobby you know it should be taken yeah. seriously yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like anything you have a craft where you spend so many, so much time and dedication, you know, like it, I think that's the thing about it. A lot of times people see people are talented and I'm like, man, this that, that looks so easy. I can do that or that's easy. That, it must it must not take you long. So do this for me for free or for a small amount. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. any, any craft you have. Yeah, but that's not how it goes. Like people, sometimes those people that, that think that, they don't see the hours and hours of you in your room or you in your studio or you wherever you are, you know what I mean? Yeah, they Make only see the finished product. So, but I mean, yeah, it's all relative at the same time, but definitely. Yeah. Now so, we do have some, we have something in common because I'm actually, I'm a graduate of the Art Institute of Pittsburgh. Or, or yeah, yeah, PA, yeah, I hear you, yeah. So, yeah. Similarities yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. My degree is in music and video business, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, for sure. All right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the re one of the reasons why I, I came to approach you guys, you know, having a respect for what you do, and also I have kind of a story, you know, that I've kind of put to the side and whatnot, you know, to be really honest with you, and it's something I've I've kept kind of secret. It's not like this dramatic, you know, type thing, but it's just something for me. I've been hesitant to speak about uh, my experiences regarding the paranormal and, you know, the esoteric. Um, mm -hmm. Due to the fact that, you know, I'm not sure how, how it would be perceived by others, you know, especially having grown up within a religious uh, background, you know, in Christian household, you know, it's something that it can be taboo a lot of times, you know, especially, right. you know, you don't want right. to step on toes. But, um, yeah, yeah, so uh, pretty much to begin there, start from there, um, 
you know, um, being a young, shy kid, that, that's common with a lot of people that are artists, you know, shy, yeah. you know, introvert. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much been me to a T. And then um, coming up, you know, I've been ha- having these, um, you know, experiences that were kind of strange but um like i had pushed them in the background being obviously i had mentioned before because of my my beliefs growing up but um, it was a number of things but uh one thing that it started i started noticing was when i was a teenager yeah keep in mind keep in mind all the things i say i tell you guys and i and i say to the people listening anything anyone says always take it with a grain of salt and that's what i've learned growing up you know what i mean Right. But at the same time, keep an open ear. You know what I mean? Because ultimately, ultimately, at the end of the day, nobody really knows. You know what I mean? Like to quote Socrates, "All that I know is that I know nothing." You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. We kind of we pretty much live by that. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. So um, yeah, the first situation that had occurred to me that stood out, and um, it was when I was a teenager, man. Like so, I went to um, high school in the late '90s, you know, and so. Um, yeah, I'm not to bring this sick out conversation down a bit. It gets a little bit strange, but so this first situation was um, the morning of September 11th when the attack occurred. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, so what happened was um, I, I would go to attend school in in um, this art school uh, uptown Manhattan, and so the morning of like I would have to wake up super early to get to school. It would take me an hour to get there. And so the morning of, uh, you know, I was getting ready, doing my routine. And then, um, to be honest, man, I had this weird inclination, this weird feeling. And I couldn't describe it. It was surreal because, like, like I said, like, I, I didn't really was into any of this stuff. And back then, internet wasn't as it was now. You know, it was more in primitive stages. And so, um, yeah, I had no, had no knowledge of anything esoteric. And so, but, like, this feeling was very strange. And it was very much like a, the only way I can describe it and compare it to would be someone that um, anytime w- when you go into a funeral home and like, you know, people are mourning, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, right. that's the only way I can describe is that feeling of people in mourning in a room. And so like I had gotten that feeling and and some so, like something like made me um, go towards the window and look and look out the shades. And it was, you know, like 530 a.m. It was no cars, no anything. And then all of a sudden, I get this flash in my mind, like like an image, flash image, of the souls of of people in mourning walking down the street. So from right, my right to left, coming down the street in 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 that direction, you know, going forward. And they were like very intense, and that that kind of coincided with this emotion I was feeling because I'm thinking this is not me, man. Like I'm not, I don't have any reason to feel this way. So yeah, that situation and it freaked me out, dude. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like it, it tripped me out because like I'm like everything that I had known and was taught, like I didn't know what to think. So um, so that was that, you know. And then um, but bear but bear in mind, um, later on in the day was when that attack occurred. You know what I mean? And everybody obviously was what it was. And so everybody was sent home that day. And I was I was in such disbelief of my experience in the morning. To what had happened, I disassociated everything. Like I was in denial, to be honest. Like I was in denial that this even happened. I'm tripping. This isn't must be in my head. And mind you, I didn't preface before. Like I, 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 I never partook in any substances of any kind. <laughs> you know, I make that clear. Yeah. So yeah, so that was that situation. And the whole time I was kind of mad, to be honest with you guys. I was really pissed, and I was like, I was just a teenager, man. Like I don't know how to how to tr- translate this. I don't know how to 
you know, to deal with something as strange as this. And so, you know, that was it. Like, I, I, until now, it's something I never really shared with anyone. Wow. So that was a big, so you, yeah. And, you haven't said this to anybody. I kept it a secret out of fear of what, what can, you know, like, I didn't know, especially uh, growing up. Like, if I had said this, they would have been like, man, this, he either needs uh, psychiatric help yeah, or he used to be like, like, put in some holy water <laughs> yeah we get that we i get mean for, for me especially you know being uh we talk about it all the time out of me and blades i'm the one who's more religious you know i mean i didn't grow up um i didn't grow up with my religion but i've always been spiritual um i actually found well i'm not gonna say found but actually uh i was baptized as an adult you know and i am a christian now but uh, so I understand from that aspect, uh, but also for you actually being there in New York, you know, that had to have, that had to add an extra layer to it. Oh yeah, for sure, sure. You know, I mean, yeah. Now looking back, so many years later, I'm in my 30s now, and it's like it's surreal. But at the same time, like it's kind of like, especially if you grew up in cities, like you know how crazy it can be normally. You know yeah. what I mean? The atmosphere surrounding it. So yeah, it was pretty surreal. Mm. it's like something happening like right in your backyard i mean more no more than a few feet away that's what it feels like because i mean i live in massachusetts and i was watching that on the television and it was just unbelievable like i i couldn't my mind couldn't comprehend what was going on when i saw that you know and mm -hmm. and then for you to experience that especially beforehand like to have your experience like that beforehand and then like find out later on and be like put two and two together and just kind of i'm sure that was mind-blowing right there yeah no doubt man but like yeah so like certain things like this and to be honest like that was like the, the catalyst of, of my experiences but at the same time like anything i've experienced personally or heard stories from people like i always am hesitant like even no matter how much i can experience that strength i'm always like i'm respectful like, cause like I had mentioned before, we don't really know, but it's it's interesting to like to hear people's experiences and stuff. So um, beyond that situation, um, you know, like you grow up into adulthood and you attend college and stuff. Um, you know, like it just it's little things here and there um, that I can't really like like pinpoint, but like just um, like like hearing hearing names. You know, a lot a lot of times that, that my experiences occurred um, during my dream state. But also, like, in, sometimes during, like, the half-wake, half-sleep state, you know what I mean? Oh, like, and I've done, yeah, and I've done research, um, you know, um, from years back about it because I was curious. But so, yeah, a lot of my situations were like that. And then you could, like, chalk that up um, pretty much to, oh, you know, it's your imagination, which I struggled with for, for years and years. But um, so, yeah, so what happened past that time, like, things of that nature, and um, things I can tell you specifically would be, like, um... Okay, so there was a point where I was so curious about my experiences. I was like, you know what? Let me test the waters here. Let me experiment. And so what I had started to do, I started taking like, um, I looked and researched it and like supplements and vitamins in order to induce the lucid dream state, you know? And so um, this is like a couple of years back. And so, um, and like I was pretty much like experimenting, taking a bunch of different vitamins, different, you know, uh, a whole bunch, like I, some I can't even remember at the moment. So yeah, so I had done that, and, and during those that time frame, it was pretty crazy because like I didn't anticipate like anything or expect anything to happen, 
you know, when I was trying to lose a dream, and especially with the vitamins, you're supposed to take a lot, a lot more than was norm than normal. Yeah. So, and then usually um, prior to going to sleep, so I would do that, and um, and and also I had to know, like, I had not taken any substances, anything like that, before this. So, but my experiences were almost, to be honest, because following that, I, which I'm, I'll bring uh, bring upon the subject later, I had uh, had done ayahuasca, but there, this is prior to those situations. So during that time, it actually, I looking back, it felt like intensely psychedelic, because like, like I didn't know how to describe the intensity of it. Like it was to the point where I was waking up, like it was forcing me to wake up from the intensity of my emotions, and my mind just just being super active. Right. You know what I mean? Um. So I don't know if you guys ever experienced anything like anything like that. Yeah, I um experienced similar things to that back when I was a kid, though. Not not really recently, but when I was younger. And you remember when I was telling you about this, Bobby, right? When we were talking about the dreams and everything. And I thought yeah. somebody had dosed me with LSD as a kid because I was seeing a lot of weird shit right yeah um, yeah and like just having a lot of those halfway asleep halfway awake experiences right and uh like i don't have them too much now like maybe once in a great while i'll have something weird going on like i'll be ready to fall asleep and then it's like uh i'm watching myself in my body but yet i'm also outside of my body so i'm like two different people but i'm the same person <laughs> i don't know it's really hard oh, to yeah. describe but yeah. it's like you know you're you're judging like three different versions of yourself but yet you're completely aware of what's going on and it's like it's very jarring when you wake up from that right right definitely yeah i've had those experiences too like i think for me i think the ones that are trip that trip me out the most are the ones that have like that correlates with things in real life but like on a level that i possibly like i try to like put two and two together and put the pieces so maybe i dream this because i've experienced this yeah. but the ones that that yeah trip me out are the ones that i can't necessarily explain so i gotta ask do you um do you experience like deja vu a lot it's very rare it's very rare but um once in a blue i can say i have yeah Okay, because usually, like, I know when that stuff happened to me, I experienced deja vu like crazy. And then I start trying to draw comparisons between, like, am I remembering something or, you know, did this really happen? Or, you know, is my mind just, like, doing that Matrix thing where there's a little glitch? <laughs> I think deja vu is like a, uh, I th we, we talked about it before, sort of like a synaptic, I don't want to say like a mishap or misfire, but basically you're remembering things as they're happening, you know? Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's interesting to me. You guys seem to understand each other's dream experiences. Uh, mine are a little different. So I, I feel like there, there really is something to that. Uh, you mentioned that you had done ayahuasca and the the dreams that you had were similar to what you experienced with the ayahuasca okay so just uh, like bring it back to before so this was all this of me experimenting with lucid dreaming was happening um about a year prior so um like during this time like it was getting so intense like i actually stopped taking the vitamin because <laughs> i'm like i can't this was like, interfering with my sleep patterns and everything and so um so I, how it began, um, like um, there's one dream in particular that like really impacted me. 
You mind if I read it for a moment? It's a short um, paragraph. Go ahead, here. please. Yeah. All right. So, um, so here we go. I had this dream where there was a young boy misbehaving with his mother. He did not want to listen to his mother, and he was at the point of giving up. As I noticed this, I decided to help with the situation. I went to ask the boy why he was acting up and asked him to, to look into my eyes like, in order to calm him down. At first, like he was, he complied, and then um, like he hesitantly looked away, and asked him uh, why, why was by the reason that he did that, and he replied that the connection was too strong, and he felt my inner pain. The uh, the dream then ended, and then um, it ended with a, a symbol. So you know, like in the old movies, the black and white movies, they would end with fin. You know, like the, the Latin word for for end. Yeah. Right. So for this dream, it ended with a, a symbol. And the only thing I could, it reminded me of was um, a lot. Of, I don't say Egyptian necessarily, but like Sanskrit more so. And so this symbol, um, yeah, the moment I woke up, I drew it. Like I was like at the moment because this was during the time I was that I mentioned. So and I drew this symbol, and this symbol um, I ended adapting it um, to to be my my signature, my art. Oh, nice. <laughs> right. Yeah, and so. What I what I try to like liken this whole um, dream to represent was of um, like empathy, you know, and like like about more so about the inner child, and um, you know, and like how it correlates to my my art personally and who I am as a person. But what's interesting about this dream in particular is not only that, was that um, a little while after I went to New York to visit family, and then um on my on my return back. I was waiting at the airport, you know, for my plane to to board, and so I was just, just sketching my note in my sketchbook, and then um, all of a sudden, this young boy, like he starts like walking close to me, but like I'm like I'm not really paying attention because I'm busy just waiting, you know, listening to my headphones, and then he kept circling around back, and then he then he starts to try to speak to me, and I'm like, wait a second, like oh he's oh he's speaking French, and like I'm very limited in my French, but I was trying to communicate a little bit with him. But then, like he was like, "Oh, you have a phone? Like phone?" He's like, "Yeah." And then he started like communicating a little bit that way. And he was a really nice little uh, little kid, you know. And so, um, I guess like his parents were pretty <laughs> busy at the moment. He just wanted somebody to talk to. But um, um, following that, and then like a little while later, I was like, "Oh crap, dude! That kid looked just like the kid in the dream." Wow. Like it was it was weird. Like how much he like he was literally that boy. But like, I didn't initially when it happened, I didn't really think too much of it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty surreal in that sense, and so um, what happened? Um, what kind of connects? Later on, I ended up getting an opportunity to go to France, and to um to 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 this art project. We had multiple oil paintings, which took me about a year to complete, and so I had gone to France, and just it was a, like a lot of like weird things like that, the connections that I you know that I put together in my mind. So yeah. <laughs> Man. Wow. Right, yeah, it, it sounds like you're just really highly attuned to the energies of the universe, and like you're just picking up on all this stuff. And I think a lot of uh, other sensitive people might be noticing, and so they're trying to connect to you. Right, right. That's interesting you say that because uh, since then I've gone to like a bunch of psychics. To be honest, it's almost like kind of shameful because I was searching so intently. For like answers and like and always questioning things, but at the same time, like wanting to subscribe to things that are be beyond my understanding. But at the same time, I, I'm like, nah, bro, I'm not about this. 
at the same time, I was like, this is not, this is not real. Like I keep telling myself, this is not real, man. So I had gone to a bunch of psychics and like getting varied, um, you know, um, you know, opinions and perspectives. And there were certain times where like they hit home, you know what I mean? Like certain things that like no one else could have known. Uh, like one, one psychic had mentioned, like it was a, a friend of mine that passed that I knew from college. He was young. He had passed from, um, from HIV. And like, I n- I never, like, I never, like, other than him, like, we never, I really like, talked to anybody about it, but she told me. So, like, the whole reason why I bring those things up is because I always keep, I kept searching for answers and maybe there is something to this. And maybe them giving me those little nuggets of, of, of you know, of answers that, that no one else can give me, like, just without speaking to me, can give, then I can, like, believe. You know what I mean? Like, it's always this yearning. And so, um, yeah, that was that, you know, like, and, um, so okay, so so during this time of going to psychics, there was one psychic that I went to. Like the moment I came in, she was like, "Whoa!" She was like, "I'm not expecting this." It's like she told me like it was intense when I came in, like the, what she was feeling. And I was like, "All right, whatever, yo. <laughs> like, I don't know, about it. but I, I'm here and I'm paying, so I might as well like entertain it." Right. And so like she was going on and, and telling me things that no one could really know necessarily about me. And then um she mentioned something that i was like i was kind of floored but i kept quiet like i never really said anything to her she was like and this is gonna sound weird so just i guess whatever you interpret it she was like you hear voices she told me flat out and i was like wait what i was like what what do you mean what do you mean voices and she's like yeah you already know like you hear voices and i was like oh man i was about i felt like leaving like i like like you know just like peacing out Right, I'm you like, want anymore? <laughs> yeah, because no one, no one's ever told me this, and I never shared what, what I'm about to say now. So yeah, what she, what she meant by that was during my dreams, I mentioned before, I would hear uh, voices, but um, and there was a situation when I was a teenager, going back to there, that um, I was in PR, I was in Puerto Rico with my my dad, we were visiting my grandma, and so in the, at night when I was sleeping. All of a sudden, like it's dead quiet at night. And then all of a sudden I hear whispering. And I'm like, dude, I'm tripping out, man. Cause I keep hearing like whispering. Like, and it wouldn't stop, dude. It wouldn't stop the whole night of me. And I didn't even sleep. I was like, I'm just in the covers, tucked over and hearing whispering. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, it wasn't like, like, like just like an evil monster type whisper, but it was just like people like chatting, like amongst themselves type of whisper. Yeah, I know. So that's creepy as hell. Oh, man. Yeah, it, it can be seen as creepy, but here's the thing. Like, as I got older, I've had experiences where I wasn't even creeped out anymore because, like, I'm like, I'm having all this. Like, what am I, why am I running from this, too? So, like, yeah. as I tell you this, I'm on either side of the fence, to be honest. Like, I can jump back and forth what I believe and don't believe. Like, you know? So, anyhow, and that's, and so going back to what she said, um, in my dream states that I told you I was experiencing lucid dreaming, I would, there was like a one, okay. Um, there were times where I would hear my name being called. And then uh, and then and there was one situation, it, it was very loving, the name when it was being called. It was like, oh, you know, Johnny, or my, my neighbor's name is Juan. But it was saying in like a loving manner. And then there was one time where I heard that and it, it startled me and I woke up. And then I sat there for a minute, like I'm, I'm, I'm awake at this point. And all of a sudden on, the, on my door, on my bedroom door, I hear a knock. And I'm like, there's nobody there. I know there's nobody there. And there's no one there to knock on the door. So I opened it, no one was there. 
And I was like, yeah, like a lot of weird things like that. And so, um, so yeah, like, um, so but pretty much that was, um, this, this whole, this whole journey was kind of ending up to like my experience with ayahuasca. Like, so like I had told you, like, you know, I'm trying to aspire to find more, like to, I'm pretty much trying to prove that to myself that there's a higher power, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, it, and it's kind of like a self-defeating like act because ultimately I, I personally feel there's no true way of knowing. You know what I mean? You either believe in something, a possibility, or you don't, or it's indifferent. So that I'll just keep trying to prove myself of this. And so, um, yeah, so it begins my, um, my ayahuasca experience, and which was my first one, and it was during summertime. So it was, it was day one. So usually, I don't know if the listeners are familiar with the process of during those ceremonies. But, uh, um, no, I'm not so even familiar happened, with that. Yeah. Nah? No? Okay, so yeah. Um, so usually how it goes is um, it's either like a, about three days, give or take, or, or even more. It, spans, it varies depending on the place you go. So this situation was a three-day um, you know, experience. So like you're told to fast for a number of days and like and limit well, your intake of sugar and all this stuff. Like it's a diet. It's called a dieta in Spanish that so you have to take. And so, um, you know, that happens. And by the time you're ready to go, because you're already barely eating anything and just ready to have the experience. And so the first time you go is in nighttime. And so this is the first day, day one is the night. So I'm going to read a, uh, you know, a portion of it and then I'll kind of elaborate more. Okay, so um, so um, tonight was a pretty intense experience for me. Initially, when I drank the medicine, nothing happened for a long time. There came a point where I, I just gave up and I didn't, I didn't even want to be there anymore. I, at this point, uh, it was when the effects kicked in, like, like into overdrive. Like I, I, I started suppressing these emotions, like as they were as they were coming out. Like it was kind of like a lot of suppressed, you know, things that I hadn't addressed, and then. The, the more I fought it, the more like these feelings were like surfacing. It was crazy because they tell you not to do that. And I actually did the opposite because I'm stubborn like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, OK, so um, so for me, that first time I was anticipating visuals. I was actually hoping for it being an artist, you know, but for me, there was none. Like a lot of emotions and like flashes of images at times. So it began with an internal dialogue, and um, it started asking me why why was I fighting it, and then um, and then it told me, okay, so you're fighting these emotions, so you're gonna express yourself now, and you're forced to, and you don't have a choice now, because um, you're you've been suppressing it for so long, and you're gonna do this through dancing, and I was like, yo, I, I, and this is pretty much. At this point, I'm talking with this voice, not necessarily, not always like actual vocally, but internally, a lot of it was. So I'm like, okay. nah, this is not happening. Like, I'm not gonna <laughs> dance, man. <laughs> like, I was so, <laughs> I was so stubborn. Like, I, I, my arms crossed. Like, I'm not dancing. Nah, I'm alright. I'm good. <laughs> like, I'm like, this is so stupid. Because that's what I'm there for to have this experience. And it was like, oh, okay, really? Yeah. It was like that. So, talking to me. Okay, it told me in Spanish, like, vas a aprender esta noche. You're going to learn. You're going to learn like a stubborn dad. was. You don't want to learn? You're going to learn tonight. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so for, um, and then it told me, there's no room for egos, man. You better check that at the door right now or it's not going to go bode well for you. 
they kept telling me, check those ego at, check that ego at the door. And so at this point, I just started dancing, man. Like, and the, and the thing about that is, like I like like I always, even though I grew up in a Spanish household, like a lot of these things weren't really like practiced, you know, like salsa and you know, there's that that culture of music. Right. But um, and I always liking it going to New York. Oh, you're soft, man. Like you're not you're not a real dude, you know. If you do stuff like that, so like oh, like it was something like I like oh, I can't do that for that reason. Right. But like I'm glad that this situation opened me up in this way. So when I started dancing, it was very tribalistic. It's the only way I can describe it. Mind you, prior to I never danced. And like I was just going hard. Like there's no other way to describe it. Like I was like dancing my like my life depends on it. Wow. And it was very like yeah. And so like it reminded me when looking back of like I don't know if you ever seen like the Hindu gods when like you ha- they have them in certain positions as like they're dancing. Yeah. You know, one hand like in a half prayer. It was yeah. a lot of that type stuff. You know what I mean? So it was a lot of like just intense dancing. And so from there, um, okay, so so like usually how the journey starts is like different on um, different tracks, music tracks. And so for this time, they were playing it like you know like in, uh, on a, through a radio. And so like like each track had like a different um, like feels, like ups and downs, you know. And like because of that, because of that, the emotions reflected the, the sentiments of the music. And so like usually what happens with, with ayahuasca is that you begin to purge or you begin to vomit. Or to you know um, go the other way, <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah, I heard about that diarrhea. part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, or vomit, diarrhea, or whatever else. And so, um, so the voice told me like I was expecting to vomit with the bucket, and he was like, "You're not gonna purge tonight or at all the whole time you're here." Like you told me like you've purged your entire life, and you're not doing this anymore. Like you're not doing it. You're gonna express your joy through dance. So at this point, um. So back and forth with the dialogue, and then um, yeah, and then um, so okay, so at this point it was got strange because like you know the Hadouken motion, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Hadouken motion, right? Yeah. So what I what started happening was I started like doing this intense breathing, like a like that, like you know, like kind of like and like um, it was kind of releasing the emotions as I was doing. You know what I'm saying? And so what happened was I started like reaching to the sky, bringing it in and then like kind of doing a Hadouken to the ground. <laughs> That's the only way I could describe it. You know what I mean? Mm, right. While doing the breathing. So I like, it's kind of felt like, like, like my emotions were like, just the negatives were like, just taking them off my back. Mm. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. Um, um, so yeah, it was like a number of things that were revealed to me that I'm not gonna, it was very personal to be honest. And a lot of times during those, experiences they can get really intense you know but um so just a lot of feelings that i felt growing up and as an into my adulthood like the connection i feel with nature was addressed and um and then also like um like uh, i had a desire like to kind of it sounds might sound silly but like to connect with ancestors because Mm -hmm. like i was like if this exists you know if this spirit world exists i want to connect with this i need like guidance here Right. Like it was telling me, like yeah, it was telling me like to forgive yourself and and regrets, let them go. Mm. Like a lot of things like that, and then um, and have compassion for people, like you know, just There's a lot of things like giving me like kind of like 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 console, you know, like kind of like um advice and things like that. Yeah. And like and and one thing it did address, I'll share with you was like you know being so shy my whole life and like kind of suppressing the the you know 
the desire to communicate with people and he was telling me there's beauty that comes with communication and then you express love in that way you know what i mean and like words are important and should reflect that yeah and, yeah so a lot of like intense things i'm sorry if it is <laughs> like i'm trying to um man this is this is all good stuff man so these are and these are all things that you have taken to heart and yeah yeah for sure yeah so so you would say that it all it all went pretty positive and and you feel like uh positive changes have come in your life from uh from the experience yeah so the thing the thing about it is like i went in expecting immediate answers and immediate change and uh, like mm-hmm. most things it doesn't work like that right you know what i mean right yeah so yeah. like whatever it gives you kind of it's kind of like an intense like um therapy sessions like it's up to you to like you know um, once you leave that place to like make the changes for your life and like try to you know like not be as negative within your life yeah yeah mm. okay but just but just uh taking the journey and taking that step it, it helps to show you the way because from what you were saying you were you were resisting <laughs> you know you were resisting what was what was being shown to you and what was being told to you and the direction that you were being given so uh sounds to me like sounds to me like it all ended up being a very positive experience right for sure but like i just i need to like preface by saying like to like the listeners like anything you're interested in doing like make sure you research thoroughly mm-hmm. because for me it took me 10 years um of, of me being um you know learning about ayahuasca to actually doing it. that's a long time you know what i mean of, right. of just researching and just waiting and living life and stuff so yeah, yeah, it took me that much long watching documentaries, reading. You don't want to just so, jump yeah. into that kind of thing, though. You gotta, you gotta kind of prepare yourself and do some harm reduction first if you're gonna do that. Right. Yeah. Especially people that have a history of, of um, schizophrenia, like you want to stay away from that. Like if it's in your family, you don't want to do that. But the reason why I say all these things is like this is not the only solution. Like if people are in a desperate situation. It's always alternatives, you know what I mean? Whether it's you're passionate about something, whether it's, you know, like your relationships in life, whether it's, you know, like um, you have a trade, a skill to utilize. Like, it's always like, it doesn't always have to be like extremes, you know what I mean? Right, right. Right, and so, um, yeah, if I could relay briefly, like the second night was pretty brief in comparison, but um, it was, so the first night uh, pretty much felt like, like a paternal figure. And then the second night is more so like a mother figure. Um, and so, yeah, like it, w- it was more so about like comedy and reflection, not so much about physical activity. And then like it was like a lot of me just sitting down and just uh, like acknowledging things. There wasn't a voice so much as much as it was the first night. And then like, oh, this time was kind of weird uh, in the sense that it was like, so a voice did come at some point, you know, as it was like very calm the uh, evening. And they actually said, like, um, like it was, like, about the ancestors thing, back to what I was saying before. It was, I don't know how much this is real or not, I, who knows, but it was it was saying, like, they started begin telling me things, like, I was chosen for a particular reason, and no one else, like, stood up to accept their call. Like, I, I chose it, you know what I mean? I chose the decision mm-hmm. and, and, and accepted the challenge, you know? Um, and it, and it was told like I had to release like a lot of heavy burdens and give it to them and surrender to it. And then now, like, like I had mentioned before, the night before I was super hesitant and the same thing now because I'm like, this got to be like a figment of my mind. And but um, you know what? Like, and then they kept talking to me like, what options do I have? Listen to this, <laughs> just forget about it. 
So like I said, um, in order for you to move forward, like this is what you have to do. And I was like, you know what? I, I give up, man. I'm just uh, um, assume that this is real. And I said, you know, here it is. Like, please, like, like I want to let this go. Like, just take it. You know what I mean? And um, and then after at that point, like it was, it was like um, they're proud of me and and they're happy to help going forward. So um, yeah, that's pretty much the first situation. Um, the first you know time I had done ayahuasca, and so um. Like since then, I had like dreams as well, like following the ayahuasca, which is pretty trippy. And at that point, I stopped doing the, taking the vitamins. And one that, and like there's two that stand out. So one <clears throat> was, it was a, a dream where, um, so like it, like visually, if you could like imagine it, like it begins with like like chanting, like and more so like like a monk's chanting, like a Latin like chant. Yeah. Right, and so it was like like that. It was like oh, the whole time. Like, and I was like, this is kind of weird. And it was like a like a, a very darkly lit temple, and like imagine like a camera panning, and then you then all of a sudden there's these monks at a distance, like chanting, and so from there like it like it, it fades out and into another scene, and this scene is me standing in front of a fire, and like this fire like you know is increasing you know and the fire is increasing going upwards. And surrounding the fire, I'm shirtless, like I had no shirt on. And surrounding the fire are like are, are these um, Native Americans. And at this point, like it, it felt like super intense. This dream, like it, it felt like like it was like a, a rite of passage. And so, like as I'm standing into the fire, just intently looking at this fire, like um, the Native Americans dancing around were like rejoicing after that, like it had felt like a release. And they were like they were like like you know chanting and speaking in another language, obviously I don't, which I don't understand. But like, and it felt like super releasing at this point. Like I was like, wow, I got super emotional during it. And I was like, like, you know what I mean? I felt like a connection. And strange. Even if it wasn't just a dream, it felt like this connection that I couldn't describe. And so, yeah, that was that. And then um, it was, okay. So I had, I, afterwards I had mentioning that, that trip to France, that trip to France, unfortunately didn't turn out as I had hoped. And it was a disappointment, you know what I mean? And I was super let down. And I actually, for a period of time, I gave up on art entirely. Mm. Like, I was fed up, you know what I mean? Because I dedicated entire uh, year's worth of work. And I was like, you know what? Maybe this is not for me. And so I let it go for a period of time. And then after a while, nothing was happening. You know, I was doing my thing, working. And then, um, then like, something strange happened. Was um, I had a dream, right? And so this dream was... It was weird because like I, at the dream, I'm laying down in a bed and uh, across from the bed, there's a mirror, you know, there's like a, like a, like a door, there's a mirror. Mm-hmm. And, and um, in the dream, I kind of like halfway sit up and look at the mirror. And all of a sudden in the mirror, it starts uh, phasing in these, these strange symbols that I, I don't know, I have no idea what they were, like in lines, in like in like, you know, singular lines. And then um, as they formed, it began like brightening up, like light was shining through the, um, the letters, you know, these, right. these symbols. And so um, I'm like, what the hell? This is pretty cool looking. I'm thinking the dream, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what this is. Like, and like, what is this? Like I tell myself. And then um, all of a sudden the, 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 they disappear. And I hear in my right ear, the word verf, um, spelled V-E-R-F. Hmm. And then and then I wake up and I'm like, yeah, I have no idea what this is. Like I had <laughs> my dreams, you know. I've been trying to record my dreams too, mind you. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? Let me let me let me look this word up because I have no idea what this word. This is like a pretend word, like a jumbled word. So yeah. I go to look it up. The definition of verf. 
is paint, right? Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, it's wow. a it's a Dutch word. So this is a Dutch word that I had no I have no association with Dutch. Like right, how would you have known that? You know, right. like where would I'd, that have come from? Exactly, I've never watched movies of like about anything related to Dutch. Unfortunately, like nothing actually. This tripped me out hard, man, because I was searching like yeah, maybe it's something I heard something. I had no explanation for it. Like this, more so than anything that I experienced, it really tripped me out. Because it was like, like it made me think, like maybe I should get back into painting, man. You know what I mean? Because like it, it made me get that motion that I was yearning for it again. So yeah, man, it was a lot of crazy stuff like that. That's it. Like your, uh, it's like your higher self or your spirit trying to tell you, you know, you're you're straying off the path. It's time to get back on your shit. <laughs> Yeah, the matter of speaking, yeah, <laughs> depends how you look at it. But yeah, it's like I said, like a lot of these um, experiences are, they trip me out. But like, like I said, I leave them at, as I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I have wishful thinking and wishful hoping. Yeah. But at the end of the, at the end of the day, all I can do is like live my physical life. You right, know what I mean? right. And I feel like, like there's nothing wrong with with searching. You know, I feel like there's nothing wrong with searching and and looking for things in, in different ways other than other than the way that you were raised and you know other, other than your your primary uh system of beliefs i feel like there's nothing wrong with looking elsewhere and, and seeing other interpretations and finding other means for for answers or you know just to get different perspectives on on your experiences i feel like there's nothing wrong with that and actually a lot of what you have been telling us remind me a lot of what my daughter has gone through her entire life she doesn't talk about a whole lot of things anymore that doesn't necessarily mean that she's not still experiencing things she just doesn't necessarily talk about them as much as she used to um so yeah man i, I always enjoy hearing things like what you've been telling us it's all pretty mind-blowing stuff man and i, I don't care what anybody thinks of of how I feel about these things. I really like hearing these things. You know, I always feel like there really is something to what the what what I'm being told, what people tell me they experience. So I mean and and for you for you to come here and open up to us, you know, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate you coming here and sharing all of this with us. Absolutely, man. Like we're all searching. We're we're trying to find answers to many different things. And I feel like I can relate in some way to a lot of what you're bringing up because even though i've never experienced like ayahuasca or anything um those kind of um self experiences where you're dealing with a lot of emotions and things that you've repressed um and they're coming out like a lot in your in your sleep in your dream time and everything and they're kind of saying you know hey you're kind of you're on the wrong path it's time to you know set yourself right and figure out what's going on with your life and you know that's what it just seems like to me and that's kind of what i'm drawing from it every we all have our own uh experiences but like what i'm taking from it is that there's a lot of similarities that i can draw with that yeah yeah for sure i appreciate you guys being able to um share it you know what i mean like like i said it's something like similar to your daughter like 
Like, I'm not going to talk about this stuff, like, outside of this, to be honest. <laughs> That's fair. I already know. You know what I mean? Because I already know, like, people going to be like, all right, dude, like, they're going to side-eye me. <laughs> that may be the case, but also, you know, with, with you coming here to open up like this and, and not opening up uh, generally around the people in your life, uh, it's been my experience that when you do decide to open up, a lot of times people will say, you know what, I've never told anybody this, but and then they'll have their own story. A lot of people are able to relate to a lot of these things. Yeah, once in a while, you're going to get somebody who's going to say, oh, man, you're crazy. You know, <laughs> but but for the most part, a lot of people have things that they're afraid to open up to other people about. But there's a lot of us who can relate. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. Yeah. So um. Yeah. You know. Like I had. Like I had one. One more experience after that. Like on ayahuasca, and then I decided to stop, because um. Like it gets to a point. Like in life. Like also. Like sometimes. Like especially with my personality. Like I could tend to be like overdo things. You know, it's just my nature. You know what I mean? Like whether my art, whether it's anything, exercise, anything. I want. I want to go more than I should. You know. Okay. And, uh, I got you. I got you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. So yeah, so that um, so the final time that had had done ayahuasca, like the first night I had experience, and then I, I left, like and I had and I had like I was supposed to stay there for the whole um couple days, but now I was like this one night I was like now nah, I'm done, like I, I told them like I'm done, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come back right now, like this is this is getting silly for me, and why I mean by silly is that like like I had mentioned before like oh well, you know like for example going to see a, a psychi um, a psychologist you know a psychiatrist. There's only, you can only go there for so many years, right? Before you realize, whoa, maybe I need to step back and do the work myself. Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, which is always healthy to do those things, but you can only go for like a decade or two more if you're like, yo, what's going on? <laughs> I'm expecting <laughs> right. this person to solve my problem. Yeah. It's, it's really up to me. So that's kind of what I felt like this last time. But it was, it was I, I could summarize it um, pretty much, but... um. So it was like back to the dancing, it, it reintroduced me to that. But like, and it was interesting, some of the things, the key notes to it, it was of interest would be like this time around, okay, yeah. So this time around, there was actually a shaman present. The time prior, there wasn't. There was just, you know, facilitators and, and everybody there. But this time there was actually a shaman from Peru. And um, and then he was a younger dude, but he, he, he had, we were all sitting down before the experience and he was talking to us about his experience as a, as a youth and how his uncle introduced him to that, um, you know, um, that world, you know, of shamanism and pretty much told him at a young age, you're going to you, you're destined to do this. And he had no interest in it. But like he had like had similar experiences to me with the dreams and like the correlation of his dreams with his uncle's dreams. Like, <laughs> like, you know, he kept like the uncle would keep asking him. So did you dream anything today? What did you dream? He'd be like, oh, nothing, you know, cars, girls, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? You always be like that. But finally, like one time he got, he was like, yeah, I, I had this dream. And the uncle's like, yeah, I also had this dream. And that became his his journey. And so, yeah. And so following that whole sit down, like I'm getting up and just getting ready for the evening. And then um, he tells me, he comes up to me like, but like, I, mind you, I'm all the way in the back, like hiding. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to be seen. He walks all the way up to me after he's all sitting down. He was like, uh, where are you at sitting? Where's your bed at? I was like, oh, I'm off to the side. And he's like, nah, I'm going to 10. Like, try to switch and go to 10. I was like, okay. I didn't think anything about it. And so, like, another another person who was there, working there, came up to me. And he's like, you know, that's a big deal, right? I'm like, what do you mean, big deal? I just, I just thought somebody needed to move. And she was like, no, um, um, like he saw something in you. 
that's very rare for for him to for people to have experience and you know it's, it's something that you should be grateful for and it's a blessing but i was like all right whatever it's cool <laughs> you can't really think much of it to be honest and so yeah and so the, the night began and then he does like a little prayer um i guess to the to the cup you drink it and sit back for a while again and so this time it was like a, a like a little bit of dancing and feeling the music but this time i was super happy to enjoy the music and the and the dancing this time around you know what i mean and so um that was that and then there was a number of things like i had had mentioned before i had gave up on art so this time it also addressed that and then this time with the visuals was pretty surreal because there was colors flowing at me you know what i mean and i was like oh snap like what i never experienced this before and it would tell me like grab the colors like i want you to grab these and it would, i would name off the colors like i want you to name them like cyan magenta you know like all all these colors and like um, it was pretty trippy in that way because i never experienced that before and then it was just addressing random things but it was more calm this night and so there was a point where i had to get up you know let me get up and use a restroom and there was like a lot of strange things like during that period because like I, when I, once i got up i needed help and you have to ask for help because you're kind of like drunk in a sense like you're walking right. crazy yeah. and so i had to raise my hand for help and then like i was still stubborn too because I was like, I don't need, like, in my mind, like, I don't need help. Like, no one's helped me before. You know what I mean? So I was like, I'm going to do it my own at first. And then he was like, no, nah, let me help you. And I was like, all right. And I gave in. And I guess almost felt like a newborn baby, which is weird to say. But, like, like the way I was walking was like, <laughs> I'm, like, freaking um, stumbling, like, learning how to walk. And then yeah. from there, I was like, all right, thanks. I go to sit down and wait for the restroom. And then there's, like, a, there's a, a signage, you know, that says a bunch of things. But at the end, it says, remember to walk. And it just connected with just what I was thinking prior of me taking baby steps. Mm. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> like, this is crazy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is kind of weird. And so then I got back. And as I was going, my trip back to the tent, um, the guy that was helping me, he was like, hey, take a look up at the sky. I was like, what's, what's going on? He was like, there's a, a rocket launch happening right now. And this is in Orlando. Um, there's a rocket launch going on. Like, check it out. And I was like, no, really? I've never seen that before. And I look up. And it was, and especially under the influence of ayahuasca, like, it was intense, like the colors and just how it like, it, you know, it was zooming upward and it was like really, wow, it was powerful. And I was in awe for a while. And then um, at this point, like a voice was like, you see that? Um, that's the wonders you're missing out on because your head is always looking to the ground when it should be looking upward. And I was like, wow. I was like, wow. Dude. Yeah. And so I had, Right. So I gone back to the um, the tent and then, you know, just the similar situations. And then I hear um, like roosters are crowing because I guess they have like a bunch of roosters around the land. And then it was like, you hear that, you hear the, the them crowing. That means it's always darkest before dawn. It, it, it's not always going to be dark like this. It'll be daylight one day and, and you'll be able to enjoy. So I was like, oh, damn, like, it was like a lot of like nuggets of knowledge. You had a profound experience there, most definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. That time around, the third time. So, yeah, there was a lot of that. And then it came down. And I was like, and I stood for a while. I was like, nah, let me let me get out of here. But after, like, thinking about it, it was a while. I was like, I need to, like, just make changes to my life. And, like, me coming back here a bunch of times isn't going to do that. So, like, that, that pretty much sums up that, you know. Well, again, this is, all, this, is, <laughs> this is what I really enjoy hearing, man. I really like hearing stuff like this. People having these kind of profound experiences um and man we we've gone 
well over the the time that we have set aside for this, but I just I just wanted to hear more and more, and I'm sure you still have a lot more to tell. Um, so hopefully at some point you can come back and share some more with us, because Blades, I don't know about you, man, but like this this is this is uh, really hitting me. Oh yeah, it's trust me, it's getting to me too, and I'm like I definitely want to hear more about this. Yeah, for sure. Like yeah, I appreciate you guys. Yeah, but like in closing, yeah, I'll just say that. You know, like, like, um, like, obviously, like, I'm not trying to be preachy here, but I'm being real because, like, I've, I've had through reflection and having just a lot of isolation, being on my own, just realizing, you know, like, to value the things that you do have, because at times you can be like, oh, I wish I had this, I had more, but you know, it's what you do have, because you, ne- you never know, like, this life is so finite, you know what I mean? It's so temporary, and so, you know, like, even these experiences, like, I mean, even during your difficult times in life just like the, the, the individuals listening here like just remember that last part i said because they cheered me out and it hit me hard like and i'm not the person to be all boasting about those type all preaching this this, and that you know even though i grew up in that religious which i'm grateful for but it's not me i'm just more of a chill laid-back person and live and let live but i would just say that regardless of what you believe if you have a, a spiritual belief which you, if you're atheist or in between whatever it is just always know that um there, there's always something to aspire to you know what i mean hell yeah confirmed sighting all right so blades normally you and i we come on here on confirmed sighting and we talk about a sci-fi or horror movie tv show book uh, i don't know uh comic book whatever short story uh, anything that is a little bit weird sci-fi horror esoteric whatever we talk about that for a little bit right hell yeah yeah and we pretty much have a good time doing that i enjoy it oh i love talking about all that stuff yeah so now what we're doing is whenever we have a special guest on with us we'll ask them if they have something that they're into so we happen to have johnny with us johnny yeah, I'll refer back to the older stuff, man. Like, I like the newer stuff, but, like, it just hits me harder, you know, like, the older stuff. Like, two movies that come to mind. One is Enter the Void. I don't know if any of you gentlemen have seen that at all. I have not. No, I, I've not even heard of that. Right, right. Enter the Void. It's a it's a pretty, like, trippy um, movie. Not, not to, like, spoil it, but essentially it's about this young man who's in a foreign country. And, um... Like he's just trying to um, search out and find himself and just have these new experiences. And what happens uh, following that is very psychedelic and trippy. Like I can't say more than that because it'll spoil a lot of it. But that's <laughs> okay. one of the things I recommend. Yeah, Enter, Enter the Void is called. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Like yeah. And so, an, yeah. like another one that comes to mind would be The Lave of Heaven. Have you, ever, you guys ever heard of that one? I have not. I heard the title. <laughs> I've heard I've heard both of the titles, but I haven't seen either Damn, of those. That's mad obscure. I've not even heard of any of those. <laughs> yeah, so it's based on a book, I believe. But so there's two movies. There's one from PBS that was that that was aired on PBS way back. So if you guys could find that maybe on YouTube or somewhere, because it's kind of obscure. I don't know if you can buy it anywhere to be honest. Because this is from way back. So that was that one, um, which is like an older one, and then they have a more modern one from the early 2000s with um the actress from um damn um from a different world you know like the daughter i can't remember her oh name. okay yeah 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 uh, lisa bonet bonet there you go yeah she's like the therapist so like um in the in the newer incarnation so yeah pretty much what it's about 
it's about this um this man who's um seeing a psychiatrist and he's trying to you know trying to um get his life together and from there like a lot of surreal things starts happening because this isn't like in a distant future where uh like it's kind of in some ways like in 1984 you know what i mean okay. in certain ways but in other ways it's not like it's kind of like it's like it's like a little bit of both where it's like a lot of like um, like technologies advance so much where a lot of people are detached so yeah like there's certain things that starts happening within his life that it starts to spiral off from there and like he doesn't know what's real and what's not and like from there you'd have to watch it or read it yeah but that i highly recommend that one that one's pretty sweet Mm. That sounds cool. I'm gonna check that. I out. I like it. I'm definitely gonna yeah. check that out, man. And not just because Lisa Bonet is in it, but because it <laughs> sounds like an interesting story. So, yeah, man, definitely gonna check those out, man. Thanks for the recommendations, man. And thanks for thanks again for coming on our show. Now, oh yeah, we definitely uh, gotta have you back on. Definitely want to have you back. But for now, is there anything that you have? Anything that you want to plug? I know you said you're an artist. Yeah, for sure. So it's pretty much what I usually use um, for social media is my Instagram, and so it's it's Owl Rabbit Art. So O W L R I B B I T A R T. Yeah. So I have an affinity for owls and rabbits, and that's something I use in my art a lot. You know what I mean? It has to correlate with the moon and the dynamics of the air and and the earth, like the connection. So, yeah. Okay. Nice. You don't got a Twitter or a, a personal website like where you display your art or anything like that? Not at all. Right now, it's Instagram. Like, I'm working on a website, so you can catch me on there. You know, email if you want to. It's up to you guys. But, like, you can find my email on there on Instagram, too. So, yeah, it's pretty much that. Cool. All right. Yeah. I'll wrap it art. Yeah, Thanks definitely. Again, Johnny. Thank you. Uh, and I appreciate you guys, man. Damn. That, that was really cool hearing all that stuff, man. I'm definitely going to... Hit you up on Instagram. Yeah, look me up, man. I appreciate you guys. Like, I'm trying to get the ball rolling with that. Yeah, because I, like I mentioned before, I stopped doing art, and honestly, I, I shut everything down. So it's just me. I'm building it back up. You know, yeah, it takes time, but cool. we'll get there. You've been tuned into the Inhuman Experience podcast. Join us again on this strange journey as these two geniuses attempt to make sense of the strange and the unexplained. If you've got a question or a story to tell, you can contact the Inhumans on Twitter at IEXP underscore podcast. Or you can email them at inhumanexperiencepodcast19 at gmail.com. Your story could appear on a future episode. Feel free to leave a voicemail at anchor.fm forward slash inhuman dash experience dash podcast forward slash message and make yourself heard. Don't forget to leave a five-star review on iTunes for a shout-out and to have the review read by the boys. Thank you for tuning in, and until next time, we are the Inhumans. Are you experienced? <laughs>